But I didn't. I don't get the voice, the cool voice. It's not like raspy, you know. I, it's yeah, a little I, low right I now. listened to that episode and I was like, oh, my voice was, doesn't sound as cool on the recording as I thought. Oh, I edited it. Out. I changed it. Oh, you, yeah, I, you pitched I, it I, up. You pitched me up like the chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought everyone else was talking a little bit fast. <laughs> yeah. No, if we recorded like the day before, yeah. I genuinely would have sounded like fucking Tom Waits. It would have ruled. Yeah. But. but then we did the day after, and you kept talking about how you wanted a hula hoop for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the person who said they listened to our podcast on two times speed? You did mention oh my that. God. They listen to, apparently they listen. listen to all their podcasts two times speed. I mean, I would be so much more offended if it was just our Yeah, like, hey, let's get through this. But these are comedy podcasts. Like if you're trying to get marketing information, you're like, let's let's just get this over with. I, that that does make me concerned about how accurate and factual they think our podcast <laughs> I, I genuinely think that person should just listen to a different podcast <laughs> if, if that's what they're doing. You could probably get all this info yeah. in half an hour yeah. with less interruption. <laughs> should I put out a, should I put out the the American Journal loser? Just I record it by myself without like you guys. Spark notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you reading the, the, but, the script. Like, how long do you think those would be? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I honestly, fifteen minutes. I honestly don't like pulling back the curtain. No, there's no way it could be fifteen minutes. Oh, wow. Because I, I literally, well, I condense it so much just because it's so conversational. It's like two pages of notes. I make the periods bigger to to reach my quote a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> huge. It's like it off half the page. You change no, change the, the you t- yeah, the, bring yeah. the margins in a yeah, tad. Yeah, I yeah. do know that trick, right? I can say it on the air because yeah, teachers, yeah. teachers are keen to it. I don't, I'm yeah, not yeah. out but of you make the periods yeah, themselves. Yeah, you can like big? search function for Con- all the the grant. Control gra- the- F, and you can put the size, the font size of a period up to like honestly as much as like 14 without. It doesn't even, noticing it. It doesn't look different, but it spaces, spaces it out a bit more. Oh man! See, these are the things I I should have known. I could I could be a Harvard grad right now <laughs> if I had known this stuff. Did I tell you about the the time that I tried to send my college professor a corrupt file? Oh, I mean. But you, I, weren't you in college at just the right time for that to still be? Nah, he knew. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe, because, you know, you have to understand, like, yes, the technology had been around for a while when you were in college, but the professors weren't going to be. Yeah, he's yeah, probably 60. He was a little young, right. though. So, like, now I think all teachers are probably aware of the period trick. But, like, I think in my day... It was just new enough. Wow. Yeah. You could get away with it. Well, I remember when I was when I was a kid, uh, other kids would like turn like the monitor like contrast all the way down, and then every teacher would be like, "Every computer's broken. There's no like, oh, no. like, like <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's incredible. That's, that's stall class by thirty much, minutes. It's not a cheat as much as a prank. Well, I'm just saying they didn't know much <laughs> going going in. They <laughs> yeah, didn't know a lot. What's the end game there? Wouldn't computer time be the best part of school? Yeah, that's when you could go on addictinggames.com. I think it's just fighting the man. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Homestar Runner videos or whatever. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, God. We're so good at Web 1.0 references. <laughs> <laughs> just Homestar and Flash games. It's all it oh, was. Yeah. 
yeah, dude, Newgrounds, then. baby. Uh, buddy, new I Grounds, kid. buddy, I didn't even go on social media until I was 20 years old. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I just refreshed Homestar Runner to see if the brother's chaps had a new one in the tank. <laughs> I want to know, for mm. all, all our preteen listeners, what are the new hacks? We won't say them on the air, but what are the new ways of, like, just little cheats, like turning the periods on the paper a little bit bigger. You know, just like, what what are we doing now to get... I think someone brings a gun to school. Bomb threats pretty quickly became the end all be all. <laughs> yeah, Bomb threats are the nuclear warfare of getting out of school. <laughs> right. it, but with, with the, like, the hybrid learning stuff, though, there must be so many like Zoom be, uh, hacks yeah. and like... Oh my, my god. Wa- my, I, professor you're on mute we can't hear you <laughs> we can't, uh, yeah, just professor. privately chatting with every other student yeah they, they, they must disable that yeah. right mm-hmm. okay oh actually i don't know they there's no like, way I if i could talk to my friends private. in class without yeah yeah there's yeah. probably just one yeah well welcome to the american there. journal of losers everybody <laughs> the chat like, that is hello. as public as can be yeah, I could be more public. Yeah, you know, we do share this. with some friends that are like <laughs> yeah, public. Yeah, please make right. this public. Let's Fair get point. let's make this go public, baby. <laughs> we're like the Nasdaq. <laughs> uh, well, we're the we're the only podcast. You guys in the front room, seven goals over, not a woman's sight. Uh, I'm Adam McShane. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I need to say what is apparently my catchphrase now. There's like your internet trolls own you, and then there's doing that because apparently I said the two weeks in a row mm-hmm. I said the exact same response oh, to Adam reciting God, that. God, dude. So, <laughs> uh, I don't want to hear it from you guys. I caught it immediately. It's becoming so obvious that we are just like stupid little brains that have the same <laughs> thought in a circle over and over it's again. A weird feedback loop where <laughs> yeah. if Adam says something, I'm going to just say the exact same joke response. I'm not better than either of you guys. Well, when Adam hears hungry, he says, <laughs> I'm <laughs> dad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I, uh, yeah, when I edit, sometimes it'd be like, oh, I, I'm thinking of a great joke. And then a minute later, I'm, I like get it in and I'm like, oh, God damn. Yeah, and you hear it whiff too. Yeah. And you're like, I like fuck, to- I didn't even learn. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that it's comforting to people to hear the same things over, like the Teletubbies, how they show you the same video four times. Yeah. You listen to the AJL, you're going to hear the exact same uh, jokes over and over again. And my topics. Name is Joe, and my name is Joey Bednarski, the man with the golden gun. And I'm Cosmo Nomikos, the, the mysterious one. <laughs> Well, <laughs> say it. No, I have a. I heard a little sneak. Chat on a little you, forgot suspicion. To, you forgot to introduce yourself, Your Majesty. No, I have a little one. suspicion uh, that you have a, something special for us today. Oh, is that, oh, is that rumor true? Yes, <laughs> I instructed Adam to ask me for something special instead of the loser, and he bristled at it. <laughs> This uh, candy, this Candyland plumber over here, I heard, <laughs> <laughs> has something unique yeah. for us. Uh, my toilet's clogged with lilacs. <laughs> Who do I call? <laughs> I had a very whimsical party over the other day. Uh, folks, for the month of April, I have something special for us. I am giving up. Um. Mm. Can we can we talk about this off off air? Are you doing <laughs> a moment <laughs> of silence for the month of April? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing. You're we're giving up. We're eh? releasing four silent episodes for the <laughs> month of April. Kind of a Philip Glass sort of a. <laughs> uh, uh, we are giving up and becoming a true crime podcast. Let's oh. go, dude. I'm sick of. Uh, I'm look. I'm sick of falling behind in the ratings to our rivals. Just, uh, my favorite murder. My, my favorite murder. Those ladies. They know what they did to me. <laughs> you just couldn't wait for October. I'm surprised you have all your little secrets themes oh. that have to do with the well, numbers I mean, and October, the months. October, obviously, we become the Iscaric and Gornal of Boothers. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. want to intrude on that. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I didn't even think about 
I didn't even think about the alliteration example, but we've kind of written a check for a couple of losers, and I realized we can push them all into one month and make it a theme. We can turn April into Assassin April. Oh, let's <laughs> okay. go. Assassin right. April. <laughs> Sorry? Assassin hmm? April? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it Assassinate, so it's all true crimes with an objective. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess all murders have they check that box? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. There's blind, blind fits of rage. Yeah, it's more of a... I mean, assassination is just like anyone who's high profile, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we couldn't get assassinated. <laughs> right, but if we become like a public podcast... Yeah, then... Ooh. <laughs> who will be the first host to be assassinated and who will kill Joe Rogan is the question <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do four episodes about famous people from assassinations. They're not all going to be the assassins themselves. So these aren't. So these aren't open case these are these aren't unsolved cases we're not <laughs> yeah, we're not true. trying to I, solve a murder I guess here not hitting the true crime <laughs> okay itch as much as i might be thinking sure, sure. uh in general i just don't like true crime because it's icky i don't like hearing about murder yeah but i love i love when people who are famous get murdered. <laughs> yeah it's beautiful <laughs> it's kind of, they're, they're they're just like us it's like, well it's like a prairie fire it's like yeah this is devastating but the ecosystem is gonna be so much stronger <laughs> <after> <laughs> Now, true crime's entertaining, but in the way that, like, seeing a panda at the zoo is, <laughs> a like, sad. we shouldn't be gawking at this. Yeah. 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 Well, I think panda, I, like, more like a primate in the zoo. I what, you think that. pandas like it? Pandas, <laughs> pandas well, do like it. They, I, don't they need pandas, it. Pandas are not doing well. <laughs> yeah, at they need it, dude. That's fair. Yeah, that, seeing a panda in wild is more like seeing a person in a hospital. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, this is where they have to be right well, now. Uh, to follow up with uh, Hiro Inoda, did, uh, did that hippie kid ever see a panda? in the wild and you know I, I i remarked this to a friend the other night i feel bad because i completely forgot to give the ending to norio suzuki <laughs> sorry sorry for taking 10 minutes to intro this one norio suzuki the man who found hero Inoda mm -hmm. in our episode two weeks back died in an avalanche while searching for the abominable snowman oh dude uh, what a beautiful no end but he did find the giant panda okay okay yeah so two for, two for three isn't bad when one is technically impossible so <laughs> <laughs> like let's go dude that's the best record. well i like that it was like number one a thing that is real but difficult really to find. Yeah. yeah number two thing that's real you'll probably get it yeah. and then the third one like no way <laughs> i'm never gonna have it yeah uh but he did find lieutenant onoda a panda and then he died and a bunch of, of falling ice yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> he learned that the yeti is inside all of us and where there were two footprints in the snow that was where the wet yeti <laughs> carried, carried it oh <laughs> But today we're, we're, we're cashing a check out a loser I've promised a couple of times because we talked about it in episode two and episode 10, which were, of course, John Hinckley Jr. and Pete Best. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the assassin I'm getting at, if you could do the math, if you if you times multiply everything together. Mr. Mr. David Chapman, perhaps? We've got Mark David Chapman. Okay. The worst reader in the history. Yeah, the little catcher that, <laughs> that good. The catcher in the rye himself. Yeah. Holden Caulfield, the man who shot and killed John Lennon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you look confused. As well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know stuff. This has been well established. Yeah. You know what? And I knew John Lennon was killed, but <laughs> I didn't even know he was sick. Mark yeah. Chapman. Sounds like a professor. I know Jared Leto gained like 80 pounds to play him in a movie, and then this like not a soul watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you get more pressed when you like 
actually kill? He should have like killed a pop star to get ready for that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's method acting. Yeah, <laughs> Rihanna shot dead by Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, that guy's committed. Is Leto he the is one like that sent condoms in the mail? Who did that? Yeah, that was Leto. Yeah, okay. yeah. so we couldn't put it past. He's him. the clown prince of, <laughs> of <laughs> acting. But the reason that I, he came up in our John Hinckley Jr. episode, an all-time classic, number two, check it out, uh, is that. He, there's so many similarities between him and John Hinckley Jr., the guy who tried to kill Reagan to impress Jodie Foster. Mm. Uh, the first of which being, they're like 19 days apart in age. He's yeah. born May 10th, 1955, which is, and John Hinckley Jr. was born later that month. How, mm-hmm. how long between incidences? Uh, so the uh, Reagan one was in March of 81. This was in December of 1980. Okay. Wow. Remember, John Hinckley Jr. like loved John Lennon and was yeah. absolutely distraught by his murder. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in a way that might have uh, snapped him and made him go like, kill he, the president. Yeah, he's like he's like actually shooting people is good. <laughs> he's well, so deep in grief it's not making sense anymore. I mean, in general, John Hinckley Jr. didn't have an original thought in his head. Right? He got a right. whole idea from Taxi Driver, and then when he found out a, a, another assassination, he was like, assassination. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the people who made Taxi Driver. I'm so, I probably should know this. Scorsese. Uh, okay. Mancoche. Mancoche. He doesn't seem like a guy who would uh, really think too much about it, but uh, wouldn't you be like, oh, sorry. Sorry for give, filling this guy's head with all these little ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think he cared. I don't think he like gave a formal apology yeah. or anything. Yeah. But, you know, he I'd... cast himself in that movie as a guy who says the N-words, <laughs> which oh. is always a good, good Quentin Tarantino classic <laughs> move. <laughs> I don't, is that true? I don't remember this. Yeah, he's, he's in taxi he plays driver? the different taxi driver. <laughs> he's, the, uh, he's he's built his taxi driver number Sh- two. Shouting this at our white taxi. Our- they see there's there's a black man in the window that he uh-huh. goes on a whole rant about. It's a okay. great it's a great film. <laughs> okay. So we got to talk about Mark David Chapman. We'll talk. We'll we'll get into it. Uh, Chapman is born. He grows up in Decatur, Georgia, and guess what? He has a shitty family life. Yeah, I could picture mm. that. Yeah, uh, abusive <laughs> father, absent mother, not a great time. So, damn, it sucks when one parent's abusive and the other one is absent. <laughs> that, that's a full parent. <laughs> Oh, it does suck. Yeah, that's, that's that sucks, dude. Uh, so he's 14 years old in the 1960s, and he's already like he's doing drugs. Which I mean, cool. I I, I know I'm sure he was doing drugs that were like ruining his life. Every time I think about drugs it's in the 1960s, hot. I think it's just like the worst. Pot yeah, the you've weakest ever weed yeah. of yeah, all time. Like, cough that gives you. Co- it's like it's, pot back then was like a cigarette that kind of gave you a headache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was like dropping acid daily. Maybe was doing mm. some opioids. Drugs okay. were still bad back then. Yeah, <laughs> acid daily is quite <laughs> the publication he's <laughs> subscribing to. Right. Opioids way before they were they were cool. <laughs> yeah, before before it was, before it was a it crisis. <laughs> yeah, back then. Back then then when opioids were just a personal problem yeah. <laughs> and not a, not a, na- a national one, not an epidemic. <laughs> yes. uh, so he's 14. He's doing all these drugs. He runs away from home briefly. But when he's 16 years old, he finds a little guy named Jesus Christ. Oh, what are you doing down there? Little fella? He's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, born a again, born again. Pres- in someone's car window. <laughs> he like, sees something hanging hey. from their rear view mirror. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> that'd be amazing if it was like a Jesus bobblehead and he was like, I gotta get right with God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
all the little like corny little baubles they have in the south and he's like oh yeah they work he saw the sign in indiana that says hell is real and he was like what <laughs> it is he came to a full stop on the highway like oh my god like hyperventilating like <laughs> knocking on someone's window hey i saw your bumper sticker <laughs> tell me more yeah. <laughs> tell me more about this co-pilot yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, he's a born again Presbyterian. So go ahead and make all the jokes you have about Presbyterians now. Uh, we don't have time. For- <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. Two Presbyterians <laughs> walk into a bar. One says, "Do you agree with the Anglican Council?" Yeah, yeah, born again Christian, and he's like a Jesus guy in general. And he is a Beatles fan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's he's a teenager in the 1960s. Of course, he's a Beatles fan. But he is a little bit irked. John Lennon, he's irked. I'm a 16-year-old drug user. Yeah, I, I am irked. irked. He's a little bit irked by John Lennon's infamous comments that the Beatles were more popular than a little guy named, named Jesus. Jesus. Named Jesus. Yeah. I'm always going to refer to Jesus as a little, a little a tiny little man. Guy. I heard he was pretty short. A little um, petty man. He was shorter back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always a little guy named Jesus. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, you guys know the, the the more popular than Jesus. Yeah, remark. I have it in full. I did not totally. realize how uh, fucking stupid John Lennon sounds in this. Dude, moment. oh, we're bigger than Jesus. <laughs> uh, he, so there was just like a profile on John Lennon. Like someone came over to his house and he was reading this book about Christianity, about things that are bigger than Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> whales, cars. Yeah, yeah. he's just Most drawing boats. it. Mercury. Uh. <laughs> he's just drawing it to scale thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the planets in relation to. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is actually four school buses long. <laughs> How much would Jesus weigh on Mercury? <laughs> uh, the quote in its entirety is <clears throat> Christianity will go. It'll vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I'm right and I'll be proved right. We're more popular than Jesus now. I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Oh my god, you yeah, fucking what an insufferable <laughs> yeah. wad. He's proved, yeah, until the meteor that destroys Earth hits us, Christianity's here to stay, pal. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess rock and roll. I guess he was just wrong. Right? Yeah. Rock, and, rock roll? and roll doesn't make me feel good about what happens when I die. <laughs> and that is a pressing fear, you know? <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel good about a girl I like, but. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good about partying all night long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah that is a, that's a way like I knew everyone got super mad when he said that and I was like, "Oh, get over it." But that's a super lame quote. It is, like, yeah, like, it is. But yeah, it, it, it I, I it, honestly it doesn't even like make waves at all in Britain cuz they're all Ricky Gervais is over there. <laughs> <laughs> Which hey, by the way, sorry to look. Christianity's a bit mental, isn't it? <laughs> and from a country where like you're not even from the United States. Like we know how mental mental Christianity is. <laughs> but like Ricky Gervais is from fucking Britain where everyone's like, "Yeah, I don't know." Like oh, on Christmas, everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Everyone's lo- fucking loony." Yeah, you're loony for the man. Don't you feel though that like if someone did an interview in your home, like you just woke up, like the oh, crazy yeah. shit you say in your own <laughs> yeah, home? in my house, I'd be spouting <laughs> yeah, off yeah. some stuff. Adam's also gonna use this excuse because this is the earliest we've ever recorded. <laughs> He's gonna say something insane. <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I do understand. He's just fucking talk. He was like twenty four years old talking out of his ass. You know. <laughs> yeah, that not is not like th- this podcast where we have a twenty five year old. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Our brains are fully developed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your podcast is only as strong as your youngest member. <laughs>
He's got a year on me. All right. He's got uh, constantly 14 months older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm counting. And counting. <laughs> yeah, he's, I did the gap yeah, so is, far. When I met him, he was 10 months older <laughs> yeah, than me. Yeah, Joey caught up over that pandemic year when uh, Cosmo <laughs> did shit and Joey watched every Lorne Michaels produced <laughs> yeah. movie. I also watched Shoah. Anyways. <laughs> Wow, the the depths we reached in quarantine. <laughs> Wait, is that the Holocaust thing? Yeah, that was the nine yeah. hour Holocaust documentary. I watched it d- day one of quarantine. Dude, my man Joey knows everything about the Holocaust. Ask him something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you stop doing that? Did it happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. How would you even count six million though? That's <laughs> that's what the show is about. <laughs> Why was there only five million nine hundred ninety nine thousand ninety nine? Pairs of shoes. <laughs> oh, because that was when I carried you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yeti once again. That Yeti, that Yeti's grabbing Dude, people left and right. World War II Yeti is kind of a beautiful. I, it's a beautiful thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boy, a lot of Holocaust jokes in this one, huh? Mm. Yeah, well, Boy, more than many. my predicted number of zero. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how many of those <laughs> last. Um, <laughs> uh, so, as I said, he's a little. He's irked by that. Look, a lot of people in the states are. Like, especially if you're, like, in a Christian culture, you've got, like, your youth pastor or whatever up there being like, these satanic kids think they're better than Jesus. No one better than our Lord and Savior. Uh, But, yeah, so he's he's a teenager. He gets out of all this stuff. His bad childhood. Sure. He works as a camp counselor at the YMCA, which is he's a very popular camp counselor. Kids love him. He's good with kids. Kids love him, dude. He's hitting that young demo. they, They call him Nemo. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why do they call him that? He's the captain Nemo. of. Yeah, I guess so. Cap- he's like a captain or something. Uh, the kids are making Captain Nemo references. <laughs> it was the 1960s. There wasn't anything else going on. I guess so. I actually do think there was an adaptation of 20,000 Leagues around then. So, mm. which feels like a, a kid's, like Disney, like a G rated yeah, okay. movie that's probably like three and a half hours long yeah, with, four, <laughs> with four musical breaks and an intermission. <laughs> God, movies used to suck. Uh, <laughs> so yeah sometimes they were a big scary train though <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's very popular with children very similar to the character in a little book that he's about to read because it's around the age of 18 a full like 10 years before <laughs> any action happened. when they allowed you to buy books <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yourself. A friend, of legal and reading age <laughs> a friend introduced him to a book called the catcher in the rye by jd salinger mm-hmm. now class i assumed you have read this book and are prepared for discussion of I it i have read this book yeah i've read this book i was i actually, don't know if i have no really it yeah. was high school reading no, i know but i read it independently which is probably why i liked it more <laughs> than most people i actually think it is good i think yeah it's it's a, it's, a it's about book. it's a good book about an insufferable man absolutely yeah. yes uh i feel like look people on the internet love to be wrong about catcher of the rye but yeah. no one no one quite as wrong as mark david <laughs> yeah dude but everybody i don't know it is a book where the protagonist is awful yeah uh but is also at the same time sympathetic because he's like a 17 year old kid well, who is experiencing like a traumatic loss yes like he's like little gr- he's little grieving yeah, yeah. Mm. there's a there's a part towards the end of the book where he's like he's like walking down the street talking to like the ghost of his brother and he's like convinced himself like every time i step off the street curb i'm going to die and then every time it doesn't happen it's just like clearly this guy's fucking out of his mind yeah. crazy he, like, yeah, like, yeah and he's also like i believed if i stepped on the cracks though my mother's back would break <laughs> yes that is true. And when you were mad, you'd go out there and <laughs> yeah, really try to yeah, work. It's gonna jump up and down. <laughs> uh, I was a, I was big into sound. I, I loved Franny and Zoe in high school. That's, that show. What the fuck, dude? 
<laughs> I was big into Salinger. I was big into Salinger. He I don't think fucking weirdo. <laughs> what? Franny and whoever you just said. Franny and Zoe. Look, I maybe read the book. It's clear that I don't remember retain you information. Said Frank and Zoe. It's <laughs> Frank and Joey. No, I said Franny. He said Franny and Zoe is another book. Wait, means that basically Salinger only wrote like The Catcher in the Rye and then a bunch of books about this family, the Glass family. Yeah, uh, Franny and Zoe's the big. It's good. Okay. I really like. Look, I really liked it when I was seventeen. That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just a mere <laughs> five years ago plus three. <laughs> five years plus three equals eight. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to spoon feed the listeners. <laughs> that's my like job. Make them do well, some of the work. Yeah. Don't d- don't dox Joey's age. <laughs> <laughs> it's come up a weird amount already, yeah. so it's fine. Uh, yeah, he's a huge fan of of this book he relates to Holden Caulfield which like you can relate to Holden Caulfield a little bit <laughs> like, yeah he's he, it's understandable to feel sympathy and empathy for this young man to be like I am this guy yeah you should be annoyed reading this book it is it, it is very similar to the way John Hinckley Jr. felt about Travis Bickle in uh, Taxi Driver yeah. these are like the first books they read that they, they don't realize <laughs> that that's, it wasn't written about them for that like yeah this is the first piece of like art they've ever identified with yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like the way people, <laughs> the way people like relate to characters clearly does not happen for me because I'll see people like I cried when Peter Parker died in Spider Man. <laughs> well, that's insane. <laughs> but like they killed Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I I don't know. I love it when characters fucking get shot and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I I feel like I can relate to like elements that like like oh I like this thing about that character, but I'm never like and he's me. Right. And I'm him. <laughs> uh, I was manic once and I read the Bible and I was like, oh, I'm G- I'm this guy. You read the Jesus. Bible? If I ever see you reading the Bible, is it a sign that we need to alter your medication? Yeah, the closer absolutely. he is to God, the further he is from sanity. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely true. Is, is that true that you were like reading the Bible, getting... getting? No, I wasn't yeah. reading the Bible. I was reading Seinfeld. What's crazy is that I, <laughs> the first did thing... Read sign, did you read did. sign language when you were manic? <laughs> I was like, I'm you think this, this is making a lot of sense. <laughs> no, the, truly the first thing I had that maybe I wanted to stand up was when I was... Out of my gore. <laughs> oh my god! I was on the verge of being hospitalized, <laughs> and then for some reason, I yeah, I got some I got some I made that theories to share in a sober state of mind. And yet, yeah, and yet you've carried this with you into your your new sane life. Mm. Oh, dude. Yeah, damn it! Yeah, I forgot about that. You're like ten years sober of being crazy <laughs> and still doing. Yeah. It. Which, by the way, it's good that we bring up Adam's mental health issues because we're going to be making fun of a mentally ill guy a lot. Yeah, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have the pass, okay? <laughs> we're allowed to say it. Yeah. We're allowed to say cuckoo bananas. Yeah, and and other words like that. <laughs> uh, so yes, he really relates to Catch in the Rye. He uh, also hates phonies, which is something that Holden Caulfield mentions that's a lot a big, in the book. Th- that's that's like the term that people ref- like. That's famously from yeah, Catcher in the Rye. So funny. Like, no one says. Fo- I mean, everyone hates f- disingenuous people, <laughs> right. but no one calls them phony. It's like on every page, like twice in Catcher in the Rye. It's yeah, like it, there's like they do the count, and it's like four hundred times or something. Is that right? Like, oh wait, wow. I, it's no, I'm exaggerating, but it's but it's quite. <laughs> it's like it is a lot of times. Actually, when you hold his feet to the fire, he'll stand. He'll back away <laughs> yeah, from immediately. Any he makes. Even if I think it's right, I'm like that's probably wrong. Well, I don't know. Everyone knows the book would have been shorter but he he made the font on every phony a little bit bigger (laughs) 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 all right so he's he's after he's this camp counselor he starts to 
He starts dating a girl and he goes to college with her. But Hell he only- yeah. <laughs> wow. That's oh, sick. Yeah, does like, he enroll or does he just like he enrolls, live with... Okay. He enrolls at just like small... Oh, Creek that is college. one of the weirdest moves of all time. Oh, yeah. Right. To live in the dorm with your girlfriend and you uh-huh. don't go to the college. <laughs> no, he enrolls at the college. It does not last very long, though. Uh, for one thing, he is distraught after he has an affair. He cheats on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can be traumatic for you. <laughs> yeah. That, dude, oh, you're distraught. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a, that's yeah. the same claim. Oh, to make. I may, now it makes sense that he went on to shoot John Lennon. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he drops out of school and I mean, he's in a bad way. What he, his plan is at this point, and he's like 20 years old, he's going to move. He goes to Oahu, Honolulu, uh, and he is going to spend all his money and kill himself. Okay. Live that Mahalo lifestyle. Right. <laughs> uh, Does he have a lot of money? He's 20. I mean, he has enough money to go to Honolulu and chill for a little bit before trying yeah. to asphyxiate himself in his car. Cause he had an absent mother or- and a, an abusive father. He was working. He's driving his car What's to Honolulu. What's the allowance like in that? <laughs> this is what I was wondering. He must have bought a car. In yeah, Hawaii. he's gonna. He's gonna. Or, or he's killing himself in a rental. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> there's that hey, so man. much sadder for some reason. <laughs> that's, that's why you buy the insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your family. <laughs> your family's rich. If your brains are. All right, I don't want to go too far down that imagery. For some reason, I feel this is 1977, and for some reason in my head, I'm like, well, they didn't have rental cars in 1977. <laughs> Dude. They must have. There right? was no enterprise until <laughs> the change wow. of the millennium. Hey, by the way, congrats this year. I didn't congratulate you on your birthday for being able to rent a car. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your last year. Of I think big that's like a myth. I think you uh, yeah. no. you actually can you can. It's just more expensive to rent before you're uh, twenty five. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're just gatekeeping cars from <laughs> the youth. Oh, forgive the vacuum. Oh yeah, some look Should my 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 mail order bride is. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Svetlana is really doing beautiful. what I asked of her. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to pick up the vacuum at all, but do we want to give it a sec? We, yeah, let's give it a sec. Yeah, because I, I, I came out of my... I took off my pants in the kitchen, apparently. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mine ended up on the table. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell, guys? <laughs> well, we're coming back from a break. We'll let you fill in the blanks for how, how me and Joey disrobed in odd places in the same or different apartments. Up to you. <laughs> You draw whatever conclusions you'd like to. I did my trademark getting home drunk move. Pants in the kitchen, light blaring in my face. <laughs> yeah. and I fell asleep. Oh, no. Phone open to the wordle next to me. <laughs> I never do the light on. Oh, I I I sleep. I fall asleep with my lights on. And it's not uh, always be because I'm drinking again. It's not always because I am drinking. I fall asleep with the lights on once a week. Well, yeah, we you know get, this you get about sleepy. You. There are definitely times where I'll fall, I'll fall asleep, I have to get up and then turn the light off. Oh, so. no, I have a lamp right next to me. <laughs> oh, insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a roommate. Joey's known who, for his thick eyelids. <laughs> yeah, dude, blackout curtains. There's <laughs> things. No one online has bullied you for having thick-ass <laughs> eyelids. <laughs> I, I had a roommate who would sleep, bedroom door open, light on, eyes open <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay. a, like a haunted man <laughs> like, oh the thing is like God. people fall asleep with the tv on yeah, yeah i do yeah, i do that, that shit i can't never yeah. never a moment alone if your thoughts it's no. <laughs> scary um, to me i'm yeah. worried about what you're thinking about <laughs> yeah. don't, don't let them get close don't let them <laughs> yeah, the way someone tries to like learn a language in their sleep cosmo just knows every tries episode to suppress, of cheers i try to suppress my language <laughs> <laughs> so after this failed suicide attempt, the, the hose that he's using to asphyxiate himself melts 
I don't know the details. I kind of don't need to know all the details of how his suicide Get a stronger them. hose, dude. No, don't. <laughs> oh, we're pro him being alive? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay. So he's hospitalized after that. Uh, wait, so how much... Wait, so this was a uh, exhaust? Yes. And yes. Um, how much the brain damage does that cause? Like, can that fuck I you up permanently? I would imagine so. I would imagine, I, I, I would could, imagine it could. I don't, I don't know how, how deep into it he got. I Almost heard. dying is really bad for your brain. <laughs> he had already read Catcher in the Rye? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not picturing him doing a lot of reading after this event? Yeah, I really not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his nurse helping him through it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there really are a lot of phonies. <laughs> this is kind of editorializing a little bit. <laughs> oh. No, he is hospitalized in... Here's the thing about this guy. He lives in Hawaii for like four years here. That's a good... Oh, wow. Which is is it, like, I'm sure you can have a bad life in Hawaii, oh, but I definitely sure. have been trained to just be like, well, that's paradise. I find it hard to be like, I got to leave paradise, go to New York and kill John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, that's so much work. <laughs> well, imagine being depressed in... Like, you're... People are going to be depressed wherever they live. And okay. if you're in paradise and you're depressed, you just must be like, I'm fucking broken. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. That's why they say the suicide rates in, like, Scandinavia, where everyone is, in general, happier, are so much higher. That and all the black metal music they listen to. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore there. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, uh, I guess we'll put a little warning on this. There's going to be a lot of suicide and murder in this episode. Mm. Did you know? Uh, on the on, an assassination April? <laughs> on those holiest of months <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the American Journal of Losers? Uh, after he's released from this mental hospital, he begins to work there. Uh, he's a security guard. Which oh, is, wow. Which is kind of been his trade before. He was that like, is... How employable are you that you can't even get out the door of a building before they're like, you want to just work here? <laughs> that <laughs> is Man, so the crazy, economy. dude. It was the dude. 70s, dude. That is, that is the American dream. <laughs> from inmate to warden. <laughs> Warden. One day they hand you the other end of the baton. <laughs> As they're checking him in, he's like, someday I'm going to run this place. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he did. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I, after he is released from the hospital, he does seem to be doing well. He's he likes life in Hawaii. He meets a girl. Hello. He meets a girl. So he's planning. Did he cheat on this one? <laughs> well, he shoots John Lennon on her. Oh. Um is that cheating? <laughs> I don't know. Fellas, is it cheating yeah, to yeah. shoot John Lennon while your wife's away? You said you would only, if you shot anyone, it would be me in yeah. a crime of passion. You always, took an oath. We always talked about maybe shooting someone together. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the way you watch a TV show without your wife. She gets mad. Yeah. Like you promised you wouldn't shoot anyone while I was at work. <laughs> He's planning his trip around the world. Kind of like It's kind of uh, around the world in 80 days. He like generally He's got a balloon. To, <laughs> he wants to go be a director. <laughs> Uh, uh, he does, yeah, he plans this trip, you know, like Tokyo, Hong Kong, all over the Asia and Europe mostly. Okay. But, uh, in the process, he meets Gloria Abe, who is his travel agent, and she is very charmed by him. Okay. To the extent where, as he's about to leave his trip, leave for his trip, she like walks over to his house and gives him a lay and kisses him on the cheek. What is wow. happening, dude? So he, because he goes from inma inmate to prison guard. <laughs> like, is he the most charming dude? People are just like... So Gloria Abe speaks well of him because they are still married. Whoa. They got through, <laughs> they got through some hard times Oh, together. so she's crazy. <laughs> she converts They're for, a great match. She converts for him is number one. because To Presbyterianism? Her, his faith is obviously really important to him, and she wasn't Christian. I don't think she had a religion before. Uh, and uh, so most of the instances where you can see Gloria talking about Chapman are her being like, 
I got through this with the grace of God. It's like her testimonial is my husband killed John Lennon. Wow. Mm hmm. But she didn't even believe. That's crazy to be like, I didn't believe in God. Then you convinced me God is real. Then you became a trial. God sent me <laughs> to prove his reality. I mean, he really does work in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, that I is baffling to I me. I suppose so. Yeah, th that's how mysterious the Lord is. He does things in shades of events that don't even seem <laughs> yeah, logical. Yeah. I know you I'm wrong here, but I, I feel it's weird anytime someone like picks up their significant other's hobby. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. God was suspicious. Like, oh, you like fishing now? Fuck off. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they actually, she is, he's like sending her postcards from everywhere he travels to, and she's leaving him little gifts in the hotel rooms. It's cute. Pocket pussies. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Sir. In your corner. Yeah, it's just yeah. going to be me and Cosmo for 10 yeah, minutes. Adam's podcasting from the corner. Adam's going into the penalty box of the <laughs> yeah, dude. And we're in a what's it called power play for <laughs> three minutes. Uh, okay, so yes, he and when he returns, they date briefly. They're dating him basically immediately, like actually. When he gets back, they get married in 1979. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and immediately after the wedding, things take a turn. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how the honeymoon phase is usually the hardest part of a <laughs> relationship? I mean, it, it, it does seem as though he is abusive towards her. Uh, killer, yeah. Uh, yes, and... He's a murderer. I yeah, mean, he does murder someone, so obviously he's... Maybe a violent guy. Yeah, probably some violence in him. He was hit as a kid. So it's fine, man. <laughs> yeah, I did say it in a way. I was like, hey, yeah, look, he was hit out. Yeah, my dad hit me. I turned out okay. Honestly, I was about to say, like, yeah, it sounds like he uh, mm -hmm. had some drama. Yes, for sure. Uh, and I mean, there's also just... It, this is not to put it on their faith as a reason for this, but they have... A relationship where she doesn't really get to question what he's doing. Ah. So, like, the question of why did you let him go to New York is like, <laughs> well, he's the husband. He gets to do whatever he wants. Uh, Wait, wh wh what do you mean the faith is? Vegetarianism uh, have have. Wow. Huh. I think a lot I think a lot of conservative religion is like this, though, yeah. right? I don't think I don't think it's every presbyterian is like right. this. No, but every presbyterian is like Adam cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all our classic presbyterian jokes. We'll, we'll stop laying it hard on the presbyterians, <laughs> all right? We all know so many of them. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, all right. So in October of 1980, Chapman takes a trip to New York City and he buys a oh, gun God. and his plan is to kill John Lennon. <laughs> All right, so he's 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 he jumps to the conclusion pretty quickly on his own, independently. Okay, not say. a not a kind he, of heat of the moment. Did, uh, did he like look up? Was there like a like a brochure that was like things to do in New York? This <laughs> <laughs> is a picture of John Lennon with a target on his chest. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, I mean. He knows about John Lennon's lifestyle. Part of the reason he labels John Lennon as a phony is because John Lennon's preaching all these messages of peace and love. Like Chapman labels him as like a communist, which is probably uh, not really a chance. Wait, how long after that interview was this? A while. Uh, that interview was 1966. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 14 years. So he's just holding on to that. No, <laughs> but there's other pro. There's another profile that enrages him about John Lennon, which is uh, for one thing, he hates. Imagine he says, "Imagine there's no God." He's like, "I'll never imagine there's no God." Yeah. How dare you? And next. <laughs> what, what 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 would you imagine then? What does he think imagination is? He's like, "There's a God." Yeah. Imagination is for. Yeah, I can only imagine things that are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, and he also there's a profile of John Lennon 
where he's, you see what his life is actually like, and you're like, this guy's telling everyone to love and give to each other, but he has money. Hypocrite much? Hmm? Yeah, that's ridiculous. So he goes to New York planning to kill John Lennon. All right. But you know, this is in October of, that, of 1980. But he sees a movie called Ordinary People, and he changes his mind. Oh, wow. Well, what was Ordinary People? Ordinary People, uh, Robert Redford's directorial debut. Oh, I yeah. have seen this movie. I don't know where in the movie you get the message don't kill john lennon but i also know where in catcher in the rye you get the message to kill. i just oh, like man. you just watch a good movie and you're just like ah, i'm good man well, <laughs> maybe he considered himself an ordinary person and he saw that none of those ordinary people killed john lennon <laughs> yeah. he's like well yeah he assumed it was going to be 90 minutes of people taking shots at john lennon <laughs> they're just like just another day <laughs> another day at the killing john lennon fact look i'm a normal guy i put my pants on one leg at a time I'm like anyone else. I mean, I like that argument for people thinking of doing rash things. Be like, are you normal? <laughs> you don't like, yeah, I'm normal. Are you sure? Because no, a normal person wouldn't do that. I just want to be normal. <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, you're famously a normal guy. I'm a normal guy. There's nothing weird about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it for years. I'm the normal. If you're different from me, you're different. I'm normal. <laughs> uh, so he changes his mind, and that October, he comes back home, and he tells Gloria what he was going to do. He, oh. He, like, gives her... Okay, don't be mad. He, like, <laughs> he, like presents her with the gun. She describes it as still being cold. Wait, he flew back with a gun? Wow. The 80s, baby. Dude. Yeah, he just had to check. It's like wrapped like a present, but it's clearly a gun. I think you could just fly with a gun. You're like, I got to bring my gun to yeah, New York. And they're you, like, say no more. I you legally own it. There has to be a way to try to. to uh, I like, guess I think you still can with. Yeah, 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 you still can, but it's certainly not. It definitely is. It definitely was easier to fly with yes. a gun. You can just put it in your that. luggage back then, I think. <laughs> wow. In his fucking ankle holster. He's got it on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> like oh whoa whoa sir your gun it's coming loose yeah make oh sure my bad just dropping it you want to make sure that's easily reachable when you're on the on the plane <laughs> uh yeah gives her the gun so she's like whoa this guy was gonna go kill john lennon what were you saying she said that it was still cold from not being you what was it was still, still cold from like the it was in the the stowaway the, oh okay under that you don't like it's not in your carry i thought i thought you like like she was she put the gun and she was like ice cold <laughs> From not being shot at John Lennon. <laughs> like, uh, so he sets up a psychiatric appointment for himself. Oh, good on him. Well, she probably suggested. Yeah, <laughs> She was like, he doesn't go. He doesn't go. Mm -hmm. In fact, mm -hmm. that next month, he quits his job as a security guard. Uh, and by the way, stories of this involved that he signed out because, you know, it was the 80s. You had to like physically sign your name to clock in and out. He signed his name as John Lennon, and then he <laughs> crossed it out and wrote Mark oh, Chapman. No. He's almost, just thinking about John Lennon is, that I, much. I almost like to think, like, so, you know, if you're like, having a conversation and trying to write something down at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. like, what are you doing this weekend, Mark? Oh, just going to go kill um, John Lennon. Or like you're talking about someone, and then you text, or you're like about to text them rather than texting about yeah. them to the Yeah, person. yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you, it was a Freudian slip, <laughs> murder style. <laughs> right, and of course, no one, no one was like noticing that until after the incident. Yeah. Happened. Oh, he said he wrote in the log that he's going to shoot Mark David Chapman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, and I don't. The only reason I don't believe this is just because the guy who said it just seemed a little shifty. <laughs> there was a uh, Hawaii news report, a Honolulu news station, interviewed his his old job, and, and the guy who he like trained that day, who was his replacement, was like, "Yeah, he he wrote John Lennon on his name tag too." 
Hmm. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, the only reason I don't believe it is because I just feel like that guy was lying. You just don't like that guy. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> like some me. random guy in Honolulu seems like a liar to me. And wow. that's how, and this is why you should listen to the podcast at two times speed because that's how my decisions are usually made. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I see things and I'm like, I just don't trust this guy. Joey doesn't trust anyone with those Groucho Marx glasses on and it's uh, yeah. pretty discriminatory if you ask me. He's like a, he's like a detective <laughs> shooting from the hip. Some people are just uh, un- <laughs> ashamed of how small all their noses. <laughs> it's a prosthetic. Please don't, don't point it out. It's a prosthetic. <laughs> don't be rude. Yeah, don't. He's wearing those groucher glasses because he's not happy with the yeah. way he looks. I have bad vision and a small nose and my mustache is not bushy. <laughs> There's a mustache. It's just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so in December, he returns to Manhattan. He's like, ah, you know what? Try it again. And again, Gloria just does just lets him go. Don't go, don't that, go to the movies first. This yeah, time, he watched honey. Ordinary People backwards, and he was like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> These people aren't ordinary at all. Yeah, now they're like, all herky jerky and, <laughs> and talking funny. That's not how I move at all. <laughs> yeah, they're backwards and fast. It's uh, you know, there's like Led Zeppelin theories about playing it backwards. Are there Beatles? Do the be- oh, they think empty. Yeah, there's that was, really that Paul. Was, Paul is dead. Yeah. It's like a whole. There was okay. a whole. It's funny that he's one of the two living ones, but there was a whole thing about Paul McCartney being like secretly dead. Mm-hmm. And God, I hope Ringo outlives them all, man. I'm big on Ringo now. After that, after that documentary came yeah, out, Ringo yeah. just the thing about Ringo is like, yeah, he's I don't know, he's not like great or anything, but you see everyone in that doc, they're like. When Ringo walks into the room, everyone lights up. They're like, Ringo's here! Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> dude. My the, my only takeaway that I found odd from the documentary was that, like, towards the end when they were breaking up, I, I had no idea that so much of it was, because uh, they would always have arguments during practice about who got to be the Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who was the walrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were always fighting over that little hat. <laughs> I love I love it when I set you up for jokes like late night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's never going on stage again. So oh, it's too bad. I love that's that. A, joke. That's a double open mic. That's my favorite joke of yours. Uh, you've never written anything. Done. You've never written anything that even approaches making me laugh. That's the only thing. Uh, yeah, it goes back to Manhattan in December of 1980. Uh, He's so John Lennon <laughs> flying re- for business or pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> John Lennon's residence in Manhattan is pretty well known. It's the Dakota on West 72nd Street, right off his Upper West Side, yeah. off of Central Park. Uh, and like people are standing out there all the time, just like there's like Lennon walk. Yeah, I can't believe no. that. It was just public knowledge where this guy lived. Probably the most famous guy in the world, you, maybe. Yes, but you'd be surprised how many, like, especially New York celebrities, they're like, oh, yeah, Bill Macy lives around here. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's just, if you live in New York, people are kind of like, oh, I know what street They figure it out. On. I don't know yeah. what, like, apartment he's in, but I, I'll i see him walking around, you yeah. know? I see him go to that deli all the time. Uh, but, yeah, he's got, the, there are, like, Lennon watchers outside, and he's kind of standing out there with them a lot of the time. So do Lennon wa- Lennon watchers get to use binoculars, but Leniners don't? Is that <laughs> kind of like a birder's distinction? <laughs> I, I have explained this to you so many times that that is not a real distinction. <laughs> Wait, about bird watching? Birders and bird watching? No, there's oh, not it's a, just a level. Birders of just like birds. Yeah, a birder is they're interchangeable mostly. Okay. <laughs> the, the, Where are you getting this information? From? Adam has this idea. Who's well, telling you from this? Joey. I heard it somewhere. Adam has this idea that there are hardcore people who refuse to use binoculars to look at birds. Yeah, so it's like, it's like not regulation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't I don't use tools to enhance the experience. <laughs> yeah, if a bird's too far away for me to tell what it is, I don't know what it is. I'll probably forget you pointed this out and continue to believe this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so confidently you know. tell Just people so you this. Know. This will come up again. Uh, on the day before the murder, actually, uh, and this is a story that james taylor loves to tell he confronted james taylor in the subway yeah uh got just like a sweaty frantic guy talking at him like cornering him for a long time it's like when you're at a party and someone's like oh here's what i do i'm a filmmaker i'm gonna kill john lennon (laughs) okay okay okay." yeah 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 we're all gonna kill john lennon yeah yeah someone on cocaine yeah Yeah. but but it was like pure brain (laughs) function that was running this guy i think he was well he would he had been drinking uh, mm-hmm. I don't look once again. <laughs> Did he use that in court? <laughs> Your Honor, I had a few. <laughs> I was overserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a, a bartender on the stand with a rag over his shoulder. <laughs> like, look, he yeah, seemed to have his wits about him. He's got the rag. He had a lot of. He's I don't like John either. <laughs> yeah, Mark David Chapman, nice guy. Yeah, came in here the other day talking about some John Lennon guy. He's got to go shave. He's cleaning the pew in front of him. Like, uh, what? Like did something happen? <laughs> Shake the cocktail. Yeah, uh, yeah so he, he corners James Taylor. The reason I bring up these Lennon watchers, by the way, is because he's standing outside. He's building with all these people. He's kind of holding court a little bit, and he he has said. And Grant, he's, he, he kind of walked it back a little bit later. He has said that he asked some of the other Lennon people if they wanted to hang out that night. And if they had said yes, he probably would not have shot oh, John Lennon man. on the eight. Ooh, so it wasn't about John Lennon, really. Well, <laughs> it was about being lonely. It's a big, it's a big thing to put on <laughs> just some other random Lennon fan. Well, he I think re- there was a lot of like, like moments of kindness that could have stopped like, like you know what i mean though like it's not their fault but it's well, like you could have the ordinary people stopped him last time he like, should have read catcher in the right he should have read uh, how to win friends and influence people yeah Maybe he could have gotten him out to the bar well i will say this john lennon actually signs his record for him yeah uh, he's actually, to a guy who would never shoot me <laughs> there's actually a famous photograph of somebody captured John oh, Lennon signing Mark David Chapman's double. Oh, that rules so hard. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. John Lennon on his way out signs this record for him. Very <laughs> kind to him. Uh, and also, he's just like standing outside with a copy, copy of Catcher in the Rye, which he bought in New York, mm. that he had written in himself his statement to the police to Holden Caulfield. This is my statement signed Holden Caulfield. Motherfucker, this guy don't know how to spell his name. That's what. <laughs> Like, what is going on? It's, this is my statement to. So, are you saying Catcher in the Rye was his statement to the police? Yes. It's conf- look, it's confusing. <laughs> Hot dog, dude. Yeah. Uh, there also was an incident uh, during that day while he's just waiting for Lennon to come back, I guess. Uh, his son, Sean, uh, is being like walked around by his nanny uh, as they're going into the building. He goes, he like cuts in front of the nanny to shake this boy's hand he's five. how you doing how you doing mark david chapman <laughs> <laughs> he's five years old and says now this is a beautiful boy which is a reference to the john lennon song beautiful boy okay but it is very weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he's about to shoot his dad man <laughs> kind of funny that's, that's crazy <laughs> I mean, like beautiful definitely, boy. definitely shaking a five-year-old's hand is kind of an all-time bit yeah yeah was, the song was about his son yes yeah I mean, that's kind of funny because it, it kind of points out, you dork, with your little beautiful boy song. Oh, dude. So, okay. So I thought, I had thought what had happened here was that he went there 
you know, unhinged guy, not with the intention of shooting John Lennon, and then felt like spurred by John Lennon's like just average amount of attention he gave him, and then got all like pissed off about it. John Lennon signs his record, yeah, in the in the afternoon, and when he comes back, he does. He kind of even gives him, I think, like a a head nod. You know, it's hard to say. yeah, yeah. But like he doesn't talk to him. But there's an acknowledgement of this is the same guy. It's weird that he's been here. Interesting. All day and yeah. Going inside. Well, because I thought that I just thought that the narrative was like John. Uh, Mark David Chapman had this like, and then we'll be best friends and we'll hang out. Like all these like unrealistic expectations. He had gone more or less with the intent to. Kill That's Dunlin. crazy. But I think he had. A, there was a lot of like he he talks a lot about how he had conflicting urges within him. There's talk of if there had been schizophrenia going on for him. Going on, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was going he had on. About so that's a thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that happened. Yeah, that's how that happened. Uh, yeah, he had conflicting feelings about it. Apparently, obviously, he doesn't pull the trigger right away. But when Lennon and Yoko Ono, she's there during the murder. God uh, damn. Probably were aware of that, but uh, traumatic for her in- indeed. She. They're walking to the building 10:50 p.m. Yoko, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's what yes. she said. And and other and jokes like that. Yes. <laughs> and other such jokes. Yes. Yes. And other such jokes. My Adam's new children's <laughs> joke book. Yoko, oh no, and other such <laughs> jokes. <laughs> it's a children's joke book with that title, but it's also there's so much jokes about fisting his own ass. Yeah. Sorry, these are my conflicting urges. It's <laughs> saying that or uh, being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> uh he uh, Chapman may or may not have said Mr. Lennon to get his attention before he shot him in the back five times. What a, that's he misses that one. Polite. That's not an important point to figure, to get to the bottom of. Yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not really. But you well, know, he, he shoots sh- him five times, point blank range in the back, misses only once. Uh, Here's the thing about this is only one like he was point blank range. You're giving him credit Honestly, for four I'm out only, of five. I'm only bringing this up because of the parallels to John Hinckley that I want to get into. In oh, okay. Although, honestly, as a guy that shot a handgun, like I'm a great shot with a with a rifle yeah, or a I shotgun all over there. Was that before we got in? <laughs> there's a target and there's nothing. Yeah. All around the target bullet holes. But <laughs> no, it's fucking hard. dude. Like hitting a Frisbee from like here to my fridge is damn near. It's fucking tough. I, I, it's not like I. But what my fridge just, is very far away because I live in a very big, very spacious, yeah, yeah, fancy it's apartment. A, and, it's and just not a, our mom's basement. Yeah, yeah. Some commenters have. It's just a speck on the horizon. It's so far away. It's like where Batman's parents ate. <laughs> They're miles apart at the table. Can't even hear you. Oh, there. dude, I love that long, long table Adam has in his dining room. We have to get, you have to get up and walk half a block to pass. Oh, uh, it's where I passive aggressively make my son bring the salt around. Yeah, exactly. Walk yeah. fucking yeah, because you and your wife don't can't make like look up at each other. <laughs> and you make you make your son pass the salt. You make him do it like a, a suicide where he has to touch the first chair. Yeah, the calves on that boy. He's <laughs> the boy's strong. The boy's yeah, gonna be an athlete. Yeah. You're, you're right about that. I, he's an investment to make. <laughs> uh, yeah, kills John Lennon. <laughs> got that guy straight yeah down. blam 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 john lennon's dead uh his last words his last recorded words are i've been oh no <laughs> well, you've done and shot me he says i've been shot <laughs> i mean that's that feels pretty over the plate if I, you've just been yeah. shot dude i hope my last words aren't anything that you could respond to with well duh <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go down as Captain Obvious. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's also funny. Where this it's, it's is not no like fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd prefer if this hadn't happened. 
Uh, the doorman, <laughs> the doorman runs up to him, shakes the gun away. Hey, it, shakes the gun away. He <laughs> grabs him by the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and says, do you know what you've just done? To which he very calmly replies, I just shot John Lennon. I, wow. Yeah, a lot I'm of, not, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was here. <laughs> in a total act of randomness. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 in an epic <laughs> act of randomness. <laughs> some have called it some of the most random sauce behavior in history. <laughs> Oh, I hope we get listeners so we get canceled for this. <laughs> for this? <laughs> for, for this? this? <laughs> not surely not for this. Not for this. So yes, uh, while Lennon is being rushed to the hospital, and I mean, he gets shot four times in four, any one of these wounds would have been fatal. Aye. Which in New York, I picture like a hospital being across the street of everywhere. <laughs> There's maybe less hospitals in Manhattan than you're thinking, but yeah, sure, it's not far. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what an odd thought. You picture, to... you picture Manhattan as being mostly hospital. Uh -huh. um, yeah, he, I mean, when the police arrive very shortly, they get him. They don't even wait for an ambulance to arrive because yeah. it's just this they, guy's they get him in the car and rush him right away, and he's declared dead. Pretty. They try to like manually restart his heart, like, <laughs> but it's a bunch of cops. Let's be like, no, I don't know, I don't know. At the hospital where he's just start hitting him. Yeah, they're like this is all we know. He's really clubbing him. <laughs> <laughs> in the chest. Save the chest. him. Save him. <laughs> uh, cops are useless, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They take him to the hospital. He's declared dead very shortly after that. Uh, Mark Chapman, meanwhile, stands outside of the Dakota and calmly reads his copy of Catcher in the Rye while waiting for the police to come. He's like, you know what? Wait, wait. I never for actually read this book. <laughs> <laughs> so some police stayed behind and arrested it. You make it sound like waiting for the police to come back. Oh no no yeah, <laughs> like they, every they, yeah, they were like right. they're like wait did we forget something at the crime scene? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the timeline wrong there obviously, but uh, yeah, he's okay. reading his book, just chilling. I'm surprised no one like tackled him and subdued. Him. I mean, when the police arrived, he says, "I did this. Don't hurt me. Like, just take yeah. me to jail." Oh come on, take your take your beating, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, the cops were like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh." <laughs> Uh, actually, the the one of the cops that uh, does arrest him is he's this weird. He's like a kindly old man. Look, <laughs> one of the cops deep, is a kindly old man. He's on the police, but Steven Spiro, when he was interviewed about this like thirty years later, was like, "I asked him what's wrong." He's like, "I got a little bit of heartburn." I was like, "You want some Rolex?" He was like, "You do that for me?" I was like, "Sure, I do that for you." <laughs> oh man, what it's, the fuck? I know. <laughs> Like, this is how white people are treated. Yeah, I was just going to say, meanwhile, Rodney King is being... Dude, what if... He might have had heartburn because he's an empath. <laughs> and he had just shot a man in the heart. <laughs> Mark Possible. David Chapman, diagnosis yeah. empath. Yeah, he, sh he shot John Lennon four times and he was like, ow. <laughs> uh, but Spiro, the, this, this cop, actually keeps a correspondence up with him. Only because so it seems so unprofessional. Well, only because he writes to him. Just be like, thanks so much for not beating me to the ground when you arrested me. So he is able to exchange like two or three letters with him, just being like, what? Because he? he wants he probably also wants information. He wants information. His... He wants to get to the bottom of right. like, why did he do this? And this from Spiro is how we know that he had fixations on a few other celebrities, okay. uh, including Paul McCartney, obvious, Duh. Elizabeth Taylor. Johnny Carson. That would have been crazy. Oh, right? pretty big. <laughs> pretty big shot. We got a pretty big shot. Describing the joke. I've been shot. <laughs> yeah, he's got this is Joker like activity. Yeah. He almost, <laughs> he's a bit Joker pilled this one. <laughs> 
Um, the other celebrity he thought about killing, Ronald Reagan. Uh, and God, man, if only he fucked up. here's because here's here's why I bring up how many shots it is. John Hickley Jr. fired six shots and hit Ronald Reagan one like twice, twice. and he fucking survives. Mark David Chapman would have gotten the job yeah, done, dude. man. Uh, Imagine if those Reagan, two had, Ray, uh, Reagan dying, John Lennon living. That's a pretty good alternate history. Right. If Mark David Chapman had been the one to shoot John Lennon, Lennon would have been fine. <laughs> and Reagan would have gotten shot five times. And, and John then John Hinckley could have had his music career so much Yeah, earlier. dude. <laughs> He would have been the next Beatles. Which, did he find a? Did he find bandmates yet? I don't know. Our change.org <laughs> petition to get me in his band did not really take off the ground. Should we link to CosmosChange.org? Certainly. It's probably old at this point, but we'll certainly link it in the description <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. episode. I want to be his lead guitar player. I, I have the chops. <laughs> I can play honky tonk. We can do it. <laughs> you only play honky tonk, though. That's your one rule. Yeah, baby. You're gonna to, we're going to have to teach you how to play things that aren't honky tonk. <laughs> Remove all the marble. That is not. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Yeah. The news breaks pretty quickly. This is how Gloria finds out (laughs) that he has done this. She's like, well, he said he wasn't going to do it. (laughs) You promised, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Like the next morning or I know Hawaii. The time difference is big. So at whatever point it was reported by Howard Cosell during Monday Night Football. (laughs) That was the first. Uh-huh. Oh, wow, dude. It was like a tied game Monday night. They're about to make a field goal. He's like, and no matter who wins this game, John Lennon is dead. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> you, we so cannot bring him try. back. Yeah, yeah. Your effort is futile <laughs> out there on the field. I also want to just shout out. I mean, what, a, what a poignant. I love, though, that a sports announcer has a moment of clarity of like, yeah, this really doesn't matter. Yes. Why, why are we making a whole stink <laughs> yeah. about football? That's sad, though. When he's like, I guess none of this even fucking matters. Death score is the final touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no overtime in life. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. It's always not enough time. <laughs> I also want to just shout out. Live well, like it's a two minute drill <laughs> <laughs> every day. You guys want to get one or two more in? Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Well, it's on sports. Who would have thought? (laughs) But it's a weird existential. It's mostly existentialism. Right. I can't get you guys to riff on sports, but if I bring up the ever looming specter of death, you're all aboard. (laughs) Uh, I also, because I saw it, I thought it was so fucking funny. Walter Cronkite, famous newsman. The way Mm -hmm. he reports it is. <clears throat> the death of a man who sang and played the guitar overshadows the news in Poland and Iran tonight. So funny. <laughs> so Not even just like a little song and dance, man. <laughs> <laughs> some guy from some band. It is so funny that Walter Cronkite did not know who John Lennon was. <laughs> or it's just like the way he describes it is like, I'm so fucking sick of these Beatles. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but the Beatles themselves took a anti-war stance, I'm sure, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, why can't everyone just play the sitar? One less like, person who disagrees with <laughs> war. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds all right in Walton Cronkite's book. <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, outpourings across the nation. People sing and imagine outside of his, you know, in a candlelit vigil. Uh, Paul McCartney gets a little bit of flack for the way he is immediately responds to some of like, like a fucking paparazzi who comes up and asks him like, what do you think? Hey, John's dad. What do you think about that? Uh, he got some flack for saying drag, isn't it? Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> that feels fine. It feels yeah. Fine. No, he's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. He, he had to like apologize for it, but like, honestly, okay. Drag, isn't it? Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> I, you guys are welcome. Just, funny, I like that. Honestly, it's pretty bad. Ah, too bad. Yeah, drag, isn't it? <laughs> piss off, piss off, there, governor. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so we got this guy in jail. He is charged with second degree murder, which doesn't seem quite right considering mm-hmm. it was premeditated mostly. Well, yeah, that's first degree if I've ever heard of it. He took th- two trips to do this. I do think it's the state of New York, the way they label it. It's hard to say, but he's charged with second degree murder. His motivations, as he describes them, kind of, believe this or not, inconsistent. Uh, they range from, I was possessed by a demon, uh. to the one he keeps coming back to, I did this to promote the catcher in the rye. Dude, that's a lawyer. That's a stand if I've <laughs> ever heard. Is like, Salinger alive still at this point? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I believe it was. He only died kind of recently, but he at that point had already like stopped writing. Was but so he but no no statement from that guy. I'm sorry if you don't just don't have that. I, I do wanna, statement was. I do want to make sure I, I know when Salinger. Died. I disagree with what happened, but you should read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you, you should buy you a know. copy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. Um, I mean, some of the most um, buzz, some of the best buzz marketing in existence. Because I mean, Catcher in the Rye had already kind of. It was 1951. The book comes out, and this yeah. happens. You know, 29 years later, Mark David Chapman is the best street team you can get for, <laughs> yeah. your, for your book. It puts a whole new layer yeah. onto the book where you keep looking and be like, is it, where does it tell me to shoot John? Yeah, Lennon? I would definitely, if I was like alive when this was going on, I would definitely reread that book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, the, uh, I, this made me want to reread it. I was yeah. like, damn, maybe we should take a look for the. I mean, we initially had a podcast idea, uh, Manifesto Book Club, where we would read, yeah, I think Catch yeah. and I would fall on that. Given just this. read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. That's that's that was his statement. Did the Manson stuff happen before this, right? The which Charles Manson? Yeah, that was the sixties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the back of the book jacket um, oh, has like Beatles murder. Yeah, because that's a, that's a Beatles inspired. But, well, that murders. and you, and you know what? That's what happens when you have only one pop cultural thing for decades. <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, nowadays you could be inspired by. Ah, I was listening to I was listening yeah. to Critical Role yeah. and they told me to kill something. I was <laughs> the like Doja Cat Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, second degree murder, murder. Um, and to everyone's surprise, he pleads guilty, not the, the, insani- expected, the insanity. Yeah, not the expected insanity defense, uh, which he absolutely. I mean, even it's pretty cuckoo. Even the prosecution had yeah, proof of his insanity is yeah. that he didn't <laughs> plead insanity. Yeah. Easy to find, honestly. Well, even there were nine mental health experts. And even all of them on the prosecution side were like, he was delusional. Well, in that year, there were nine in the country, right? <laughs> there was yeah, yeah, yeah. experts. Yeah, it was a dad. There of- used to be 12, but then Ronald Reagan personally murdered three <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah. A mental health expert used to be a dad that would throw a football too hard at his son. <laughs> Grab a handful of dirt and rub it on your knee. Well, like the legal definition for insanity, right, is like not knowing what you're doing was wrong. So maybe they just didn't think that that could because he did like immediately turn himself in right like mm. like like i think premeditation is often like a a, a sign that you, you didn't that that yeah that hmm. yeah yeah i mean i i think he he could look he could have gotten away with the 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 plea that john hinckley would use the next year yeah he did not um he pleads guilty and he reads uh his only statement is a passage from a book called The Catcher in the Rye that he reads. Oh my God, which do we have? Which? I have the passage. It's not going to illuminate anything for anybody, though. I, I'm, I'll be, I, let me decide if I illuminate it. <laughs> anyway, I keep picturing all these little kids playing some game in this big field of rye and all. Oh. Thousands of little kids and nobody's around. Nobody big, I mean, except me. And I'm standing on the edge of some crazy cliff. What I have to do, I have to catch everybody if they start to go over the cliff. I mean, they're running and they don't look where they're going. I have to come out from somewhere and catch them. That's all I'd do all day. I'd just be... The catcher in the rye. Yeah, I was gonna say all. that's like the famous it's the titular part of that. And and in the book, I, I I wanted to reread this, but I forgot to. I believe he's describing essentially a dream yes. to his younger sister, 
And uh, her response to it is, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a, it is, of course, the titular thing. It's kind of a sticky image, too. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's vivid, but it's weird. It, it doesn't explain anything. It does. Yeah. I, it also doesn't, like, I'm sure there's an answer to this, but it doesn't make, it's not clear to me what it means in the context of the book, even. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's a tricky one, you yeah. know? It's, it's it's one of those uh it's one of those spark notes debates. You could probably write an essay on what it means in the book. Yeah. What it means to Mark David Chapman. Oof. You could write t- <laughs> You could write a dissertation. Yeah. 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 Uh <laughs> I don't Does know. he think he's I, like saving the youth by killing John Lennon? I mean, I guess if he thought of his John Lennon as a corrupting force, he, maybe. Yeah. But it's you know, it's all he, his thinking isn't clear and logical, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the mind of the maniac. <laughs> he is sentenced to 20 years to life for this. Please okay. guilty, 20 years to life. So he became eligible for parole in 2000. I know mm-hmm. there was like a thing. I remember watching it, something about how like he's he's in, he was kept on some weird like island prison. Rikers. No, 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 not like, like, not just like, not like just how like Alcatraz was no, on an no, island. No, Rikers like, Island. There's a prison in New York. But there's something. Uh, no, it's not that. <laughs> he, he was somewhere else, I swear. <laughs> okay. He was Rikers Island, I'm sorry. Eventually, I swear they put him on like an island because it was like everyone wants to kill this man. Yeah, he was absolutely like solitary. Yes. Right. Is there is there a solitary island next yeah, to was, Rikers Island? It was called Rikers Island. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. I'm not saying he wasn't at Rikers, but something else happened too. <laughs> Why is this the one thing he's not backing down from? <laughs> I just know. I just <laughs> right. I just watch this thing. <laughs> we will clarify in the show notes. <laughs> so 20 years ago, he's eligible for parole. Every two years, he has a parole hearing. I think it's a little fucked up. Yoko Ono has consistently written against his parole. Hmm. Which, I mean, look, Yeah, but you, she you was can't there. expect her to no, be pro his parole. Right, like, like, but I think, I don't know. I don't think he's getting any less crazy in there, you know? Yeah. Was she, is she worried for, I mean, like, At first, has he called her a harlot or something? Like, <laughs> initially, he's just concerned. Her music's just a bit abrasive. <laughs> That's kind of what he said. <laughs> it was... Yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was mad that it's he- not my cup of tea. Others seem to like it. <laughs> Others. No, I mean, I I can't hold it against her too much. That, but I do think it's like okay, you can you could stop writing against it though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like that's I don't think that's rational. But it's also like I do you she expect was, her to be rational she was about there this? When he was shot. It's yeah. not even like oh this happened and she wasn't around. She yeah. was right. standing right next to her husband when she when, when he was killed. Yeah, uh, and I mean she had, her initial reason is I'm concerned for my family. But like Sean Lennon was like 25 yeah. at the first parole hearings. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's I don't. busy being a wallflower. <laughs> He's, yeah, look, I don't got Someone time shoot to shoot that guy. Actually, <laughs> no, that's, <my> <laughs> that's that music's annoying. I was listening to the American Journal. We're doing the Hinkley bit again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was just, I just realized it's going to do a bit about us convincing people to murder, and then I realized <laughs> that was the first <laughs> 10 episodes of our podcast for us doing that bit. People love a callback. Yeah, well, we've retired it, and now we're about three guys in. Now we've retired it. Yes. Uh, and yeah, as I mentioned, he remains married to Gloria. Uh, she's really she's her, taken rock. as a trial from God. They have a conjugal visit once a year. Oh, wow, dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I kind of thought that you got more than that. Once I a think year. it probably depends on like what like level yeah, of I mean, prison. Imagine not being able to perform on your once a year 
conjugal visit. Oh, no. You know? Perform. That, now that's prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prison of the mind. That's a prison of the, of the flesh. I, that's I a think lot I, of pressure. I think, I think if you're doing a year in uh, you know, prison, I think you'll be like, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's the time I get to have sex with my wife who still loves me. How long do you get? I think it's like maybe twelve hours or something. Yeah, you get to like oh. you get to like, you get hang. To like hang out, yeah, and yeah. smoke cigs after, and <laughs> I think if it's once a year, you probably get it. You get long. to order in Chinese food and <laughs> they, they do, they, watch TV. I mean, she uh, straight up said, "What we, what do they do? What do you do in the conjugals?" And she was like, "What do you think? We have sex and we eat some food." <laughs> yeah, what do you? Do? What an insane question. Yeah. So, what do you guys get into in your conjugal <laughs> visits? Well, we start with hand stuff. And <laughs> yeah, then we move like yeah. What? Well, how do you answer that? <laughs> I love we. <laughs> You're in prison for a year. Like, let's start with hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm play? nervous. I'm <laughs> it's called foreplay, and then five play is uh, <laughs> five plays when you five play is when you bust out the hot sauce and five play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going galaxy I'm, yeah, brain. I've been, have, I've been having sex in three dimensions. <laughs> I feel obliged to acknowledge that there were and still continue to be rumors that Mark David Chapman was being backed by the CIA. Okay, I was. The, curious if you were going to touch on that. Yeah, well, oh, I'm only touching on it by saying some people think that. I think that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah what is the CIA's apparent? Well, the they idea being kill John Lennon because John Lennon. Yeah, is, why? Why do people? Because he's a radical anti-war voice. He's like, yeah, yeah. But that's really if the CIA did kill John Lennon, they are really overestimating the importance of art. Yeah. Like they didn't at no point in the last like 50 years of people making anti-war art. Was the CIA like, wow, this is really affecting? Yeah. Well, instead of killing a solo act that's against the war, they're like, we're going to take out one person of a, a band that's, or was he a, a band that had broken up? Oh, okay. Too, right? uh, well, yeah. He's doing a solo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Album. All right. Yeah. They put out an back. album that year. I mean, there was mm -hmm. no active. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I feel like, I mean, the CIA backing Lee Harvey Oswald to conspiracy theory. This is just like every famous yeah. assassination. They're like, well, the government did that. I just, I, I, for the record, I, I'm prone to believe that the CIA is behind some of the more high profile MLK murders. Um, sure. I don't know about fucking. Do you think they would really bother with John Lennon? I don't believe this, but I, I don't think it's the craziest conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, if, I mean, the crazy there's <laughs> I mean, a high bar for yes, the crazy. okay i don't even think it's mid i don't but, think it's mid but yeah anything where it's like the cia did this i'm like look maybe yeah they're not telling us what they're, they're doing yeah. but it just seems it just seems like that'd be an overreaction to one chappy chappy little brit <laughs> yeah he's like i think wool's pretty bad don't you think all right peace out I'm ice, ice him ice him <laughs> get out of this guy's dangerous yeah, yeah. <laughs> neutralize and the target introducing the book element you'd think they'd come up with something a little more over the plate. The CIA doesn't seem creative enough to like get literature involved in the whole motivation. <laughs> right. were they, were they, yeah, is the theory that they were just like kind of like whispering stuff to Mark David Chapman while he slept? Yeah, like, what if his copy of the book <laughs> what if they wrote, like, <laughs> the CIA wrote and slapped the catcher in the rye on the... I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just like so much about how John Lennon should die. And as, as he's waiting for the police to arrest him, he's reading and be like, wait, this is not the yeah, book I remember. I love, I love He's just like, wait, why, do, why, why is everyone confused what, how, what catcher in the rye has to do with this? 
Well, that is the story of our first assassin. Although maybe not assassin. all of these are going to be assassinations. Just a little upcoming. No. Well, they're all, despite oh, sorry, it they're all being be, called no, they're all Assassin April. Sorry, but they're not all not every loser is an assassin. It's a pretty loser uh. move to get murdered. Is that is that what we're going with? Maybe one or two. Okay. There might be some other adjacent people to assassinations. Look, it's a broad topic. All just right. like everything else in our podcast. It's not a defined category of person. A broad topic. The next one's going to be a woman. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've done it. <laughs> By Jove, we've done it again. We've offended every type of person that might be listening. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're equal opportunity offenders like South Park. <laughs> we dropped the Jews around 30 minutes in. <laughs> and, and finally, women are done. <laughs> yeah, women, you're done, so. <laughs> well, tune in next week, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. Rate Thank us, you. review us, say hey, we love you. Godspeed. Good night and good luck. You